Yeah, I think I'm going to get me in on one of the new iWatch 3s. I'm convinced. What is uh, getting you so excited about uh, it? I'll have to talk about that later, but um, it now can do the stuff I need out of my phone without me having to carry my phone around. I like the idea, and they think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the, I'm going to leave my phone at home when I head out. Wow. And um, and they're a little concerned it's going to compete with the phone, but I don't think that'll happen. Nobody's going to stop having a phone. But I, I like the idea of, you know, when my kids and I go to the park, I don't take my phone anymore. I just have that watch. Right, and I really like my uh, nude Bikram yoga. And so, you know, where do I put it? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obvious <clears throat> question. Um, so, uh, listen, it is absolutely a, a human tragedy. It's a health nightmare, and it's a logistical mystery what to do about the homeless on the streets of America's cities, in particular those where we broadcast, including your West Coast uh, megalopolises. Well, let me jump in as the hard-hearted one. It's a human tragedy on both ends, all right? Sucks for people who have that lifestyle for whatever reason. Also sucks for taxpaying population Absolutely. who have done nothing wrong in their lives that have to put up with it. And the business people who are struggling to feed themselves right. and their families in areas that are uh, peopled by the uh, the, the homeless, uh, mentally ill, etc. San Diego City Councilwoman Lori Zapp joins us, uh, serving her second term, representing the Beach and Bay Communities District 2, and has been speaking about, out about the uh, hepatitis A epidemic and what to do about it. Lori, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Getting my day going. Hey, listen, 16 people dead is no joke. This is not the uh, standard. What do we do about the homeless? Compassion. Get them out of here. I mean, something's got to be done pretty quickly. Yeah, and well, we've known about this for, for months. It's been growing, and now, you know, it's spreading. And it's relevant today because there's another death has been announced in, like, 23 more cases, bringing it, I don't know, close to 450 and this is, Hep A is not like, you know, something that is easy to get rid of. And so, yeah, this is a problem. I've been, um, all summer, I, I've been uh, dealing with this. And what I'm doing, you know, I want to just say our mayor's doing a great job. We are starting to power wash the sidewalks and san, um, you know, sanitary hand washing on, out in the, the streets and all that. However, an area I represent is the San Diego River, and an estimated 20% of our homeless are actually residing in illegal encampments down in the river. I've gone down there myself, and honestly, it's just jaw-dropping. Um, the, the Tell us about what you saw. Well, you know, you see huge encampments. I mean, you see tents. You, I've seen people, like, at 8 o'clock in the morning, they're just, you know, like wasted already there you know there's people down there uh they, they run when i came down with the police but things i saw were you know enormous amounts of trash that you would not believe right on the riverbed but meth cookers used syringes needles stolen property and let's face it you know you have a thousand people or so living all along the river they're using that river as a giant toilet. There's yeah, bathrooms well, yeah. down there, right? Yeah. It's, and, a, it's always interesting to me that the, 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 the same crowd that is so concerned about various environmental needs, if you're going to build a building or something like that, they don't care if you have a giant encampment of people, you know, with, with all, who knows what chemicals and human waste and everything like that going into oh, water. Yeah. No, I, think all, skipped, I, think we, and, I think we skipped. I think we skipped just one thing. Hey, well, hold on just a second. We, we okay. skipped one thing. I just want to make sure everybody understands what we're talking about. They're power washing <laughs> the streets and everything like that. Why? What is on the streets that they're power washing off? How did it get there? 
Well, they're power washing off human feces and urine and all of the stuff left behind by people who are, you know, uh, lodging on the streets overnight. And I've seen it myself. I've walked by a building and I glanced down and went, oh, good Lord. Um, Yeah, so that's what we're power washing. And so also putting um, hand washing stations. So when people do that, they have a place to wash, you know, wash their hands. So. Are they going to wash their hands? Do I have any reason to think they're going to wash their hands? I mean, the sort of person who gets hammered at 8 o'clock in the morning, are they concerned about washing their hands? Yeah, uh, that's up to, you know, your imagination. Um, yeah, I, I want to say that in July I wrote a letter to the uh, the county uh, back in, in uh, mid-July, and I got some responses to my questions 10 days later. That memo that they sent me was confidential. I've gotten it released publicly because it shows that, yes, there, um, there is contamination very possible of this disease um, in the San Diego Riverbed that the next rains, it's going to wash into the ocean. Um, I asked if uh, it can spread from the riverbed down to the Pacific Ocean, and that's uh, an area, the mouth of the river I represent. And they said, yeah, it can live in salt water, fresh water for days, up to months, depending on the condition. Oh, my gosh. And the ingestion of even microscopic, this is from them, microscopic amounts of fecal matter, can um, you can catch the disease. So, you know, microscopic amounts, and we have a 1,000 you know, people, estimated, living in the river, going to the bathroom all the time. Here's something I, for that one, I don't want guys... to ingest any fecal matter. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. It, it's good to have a standard. Well, and I picture all the kids and everybody cavorting in the, the water and the rest of it, and it's, it's horrifying. You know what strikes me is, is a guy who actually, you know, likes to read about uh, places all over the world. We're trying desperately to teach folks in, uh, you know, some of the less developed parts of India, for instance, that you can't poo. You can't use the river that you get drinking water from as your toilet. You can't poo up here and bathe down there. That is why your children are dying, for instance. And and, and the fact that in, in the, the, the unbelievably wonderful city of San Diego, that we're going to have to re-wrestle with those lessons of like the 1800s it's just i don't know it's just you 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 roll your eyes you can't believe it well i asked uh, also a question if they have found the health and human services down here have found any evidence of hep a in uh, individuals who frequent the river valley Uh, mind you these are all illegal encampments and the the short answer is yes and then they go into a longer explanation but what's uh, just this is government at just this craziness uh, once a year, uh, the River Park Foundation gets a permit from some federal agency to allow us to go into kayaks for a few hours once a year to clean up this, you know, sensitive habitat and all that. Once a year for four, five hours. And yet, every single day, uh, it's being contaminated upstream to come down all the trash that we have to clean up in four hours in one year. I mean, otherwise it goes wow. into the ocean. So, uh, I mean, that's government. It just drives me nuts. This is why I uh, ran for office. That's why I'm here in office, trying to bring some common sense to some of these uh, government craziness. So I'm calling my – I brought it to city council, and I'm calling on my colleagues to help, um, you know, realize how urgent this is. And I'm calling on every agency that's involved, federal, uh, you know, fish and wildlife, state, county, and, uh, you know, city to take this very seriously. So, you know, we're power washing our sidewalks. we got to clean up the river. And this is, a, um, you know, today in particular, another death, more cases. And, again, I wrote the letter two months ago to Health and Human Services. And so um, 
I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Lori Zapf is a San Diego City Councilwoman uh, District 2. Lori, did you say earlier, we kind of glossed over this, that you'd, you'd gotten either your letter or the reply was being kept uh, secret, classified? Well, it was confidential. Uh, right. It was yeah, Why is that? This is a fundamental issue for the citizens, and it's, well, I mean, it's not subtle. Hey, there's a deadly disease washing around. <laughs> well, it says confidential for deliberative purposes only at the time. All I'm saying is they, you know, they've known about this and the spread in the uh, riverbed. I've been a big proponent for, what, six and a half, almost seven years of the riverbed because you know a lot of people let's go clean up the ocean it's like let's go upstream and clean the trash and everything before it gets to the ocean right i mean that's the sensible thing to do and by the way uh, the river park foundation has all volunteers and they raise their own money through a nonprofit. and we've partnered together we've gone down we've cleaned tons of trash and you go back months later and it's all back right and it's wow. like this is not right for to depend on volunteers when it's estimated 90% of the trash is generated from the illegal encampments in the river and we're depending on the goodness of you know volunteers and nonprofits to clean up the mess it's just again government that well it's stupid <laughs> san diego city councilwoman lori's app hey lori uh, great to talk to you thanks a million for taking the time oh my pleasure thank you you got it that, isn't that beautiful? It's too you, progressive. You can, only, you can only go into that area for four hours in your kayaks because it's a very sensitive, right. yeah, that's sensitive environmental area. Uh, now, on the other hand, we're going to uh, permit uh, year-round encampments, dumping garbage, disease, feces, everything you can imagine Needles into and it. Hepe. 365 blanking days a year. You know, and, and why why is that confidential for deliberative purposes? Because they don't want some so sort stupid. of super right wingy or left wing. I don't even know what wing it would be. Like torchlight parade with axe handles and 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 hatchets going down and attacking the the homeless people. That's not going to happen. Let's just deal with reality. We can handle it. We're grown ups. That's an interesting situation. Would yeah. diapers work? Honestly, diapers for the homeless? Would they worm? I, I, I don't know, although I appreciate your thinking outside the box. Hey. The box being sane solutions. You're outside of it. Well done. All right, well, we'll take a break. Uh, yeah. Any ideas? 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. I don't see people, like, really washing their hands a lot. I just, I just don't see that happening. So, uh, coming up, a lot of interesting stuff. Bernie Sanders trying to get universal health care going again. You've got uh, the Senate finally voting on a deadline for authorization of military force. Poor folks in Florida are going to be without power for weeks. People are unsafe on the UC Berkeley campus once again because of a conservative speaker that's coming. They are teaching mental illness so, to our children. It's so crazy. And, and rather a high expense, too. If you're going to make my kid crazy, you can at least do it cheap. Well, I'm looking at the headline on the San Francisco Chronicle. They actually say far-right speakers invited to test UC. I don't know which speakers they're talking about. I'll have to read the article. But one speaker is just, is just a conservative. Um, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. With the release of its new high-end iPhone 10, Apple may soon become the first U.S. company to be worth $1 trillion. Yeah. And that's just from selling five new iPhone 10s. Really, that's five. <laughs> Five will get you there. Because they're expensive, you see. Oh. First trillion dollar company. 
So, uh, yeah, so the the new uh, iPhone 10 is what they call the first ever premium tier phone. And remember, I won't call them phones. I call them butt computers. Do you need a premium tier phone? Um, so they invented a category, and we'll see if it works or not. Um, the one thing that, I, that that caught my eye, though, was the reading the review of the the iWatch, which I didn't realize that the Apple Watch, and I'm an Apple stockholder. I should pay more attention to it other than I know it keeps going up, so. The Apple Watch has been a huge hit for the company. It doesn't get a lot of attention, but it's been a major hit. It is the best-selling watch in the world. Wow. Because it wasn't like the iPhone. It was poo-pooed by various commentators. I, how many times did you hear references to the iWatch like it was a mistake or the Apple oh, yeah. Watch? Oh, yeah, all the time. I, right, see, people, failure. I see people wearing them all yeah. the time. A guy in the lunchroom just now was wearing one. Um, it's a best-selling watch in Shout the world. Shout out, guy in the lunchroom. <laughs> But now, so they got the Apple Watch 3, and the difference is this one has got a, a cellular, cellular component to it also, mm. like your phone. So you can get um, your texts, phone calls if you want them. Uh, you can play music. You can do that sort of stuff. But it, it's a freedom to go anywhere without your phone watch is the idea behind it. And I like wow. it. I like the idea of I take the kid, I go to the grocery store. I take the kids to the park, whatever. I got the watch. I don't even take my phone anymore. Text from the wife. That sort of stuff, a phone call, which I never get, but that right. sort of thing. And I'm covered. I love um, that idea. Since, you know, it's realistic. It's the risk communicator. It's, yeah. it's Dick Tracy. Since realistically I live in a world where people expect to be able to get a hold of me, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I just leave the phone at home more often, and which I would like to do. Wow, yeah, that that is a breakthrough. I don't hate toting the thing around, but eh, there are times it'd be nice. Is the uh, iWatch, or is, what is it? Is it's the Apple Watch? So you can it is waterproof. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can I wear it in the pool? I mean, is it that waterproof? Yeah, or is I, it... pool just a couple of weeks ago. I said, you're wearing your iWatch in the pool. I, I assume they're waterproof. He said, the two is. The one is not. But he said, yeah, the two, it's perfectly waterproof. Wow. And so is the three. Wow. Although, you know, I've been embracing the watch-free lifestyle. I know a lot of you are like, I know, I know. But you're pretentious and I hate you. I'm just, just, uh, I don't judge. If you like wearing the wristwatch, go ahead. But lately, I had to get over feeling naked. I'm pro-watch. Yeah, I am too. You look like a man on the go, a man with places to be. You don't look like some hippie. Well, it's the only jewelry that a, a man can wear. That's true. So. And we like to look pretty. Yeah. Maybe we don't say it out loud, but we do. Now, anyway. I sheepishly tuck in my gold chain. I'm curious if uh, if this new <laughs> Apple Watch 3 with its own cellular abilities will now require its own data plan for you to do that, much like the <laughs> iPad. Probably. If you're not on Wi-Fi, you need to have a data plan for you to actually access those things. So I'm curious to see Probably. if it is attached to your phone or if they make you buy a whole new one. I'll bet you wouldn't use a lot of data on it, though. You're just getting it random. It's not like you're watching YouTube videos on the you know three quarter inch screen. Yeah, right, there, right. There, it's it's a risky strategy, says the reviewer in the New York Times. That Apple doesn't want to kill its iPhone golden goose. Obviously, if people can actually do do without it, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I saw a review that said uh, I can't remember how it was phrased, but it essentially said that uh, it's super expensive and all because it's all about the camera. Now the the the, the iPhone and, and and phones in general, uh, smartphones. They're all about they revolve around the camera, and I didn't. Is there a big leap forward in that with the iPhone? Yeah, much better, much better low light photography. Oh, this new one's supposed to be. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the one great failing. They've gone about as far as you need to go, I think, with megapixels, but uh, low light, low light photography. It is, I was starting to feel bad about myself because I'm actually a decent enough photographer. I have I have pictures I've taken hanging on the wall. They're very pretty. Uh, Nudes, tasteful. Mm. 
semi hmm, distasteful nudes. Yes, the really brightly lit, oh, see all the yeah. pores kind. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like in medical textbooks, they're uh, disturbing. Yeah, it's anyway, so, no, it's mostly nature photography, that sort of thing. But uh, I, and then I I see the billboards, I see the TV ads with taken on an iPhone, and it's this exquisite picture of an Icelandic girl staring contemplatively off into the fjord, and it's just, it's gorgeous. And then I'll try to take a picture in, in anything but absolutely perfect light, and it just sucks. My wife takes amazingly good pictures on her iPhone. Really? Yeah. Of what? Anything. She's just good at it, though. Yeah, let me there is some artistic ability to it involved. Well, yeah, although when I'm she telling uses, you, I'm pretty good. Although when she does use the real camera, and we got a real nice camera, you notice the difference. It's a it's a pretty pretty big difference. How do you like that selfie of me wearing my uh, daughter's college T-shirt? That's fantastic. I told her it's what all the hip happening media people are wearing these days. Why'd you go with that facial she expression approved. in your selfie? Like you want to fight somebody? Because if because uh, I look tough and cool in my okay. sunglasses. Gotcha. You f- you didn't pick up on that, huh? Every selfie I take of myself, I quickly uh, erase. I go you in a race. See, there's a uh, there's Joe's, a, Joe's, why why are you ta- Hanson's taking a picture of you right now? He's we'll taking a picture of me showing pictures that I've taken. <laughs> That's great. Um, here's a picture of uh, my friend Brian's golf ball in my front yard because he hit such a terrible shot. It ended up in my yard, which is almost impossible. So that's pretty artistic, isn't it? Do you like that? Is that a good picture? Here's a picture of my pool. <laughs> that that one's just okay. How many it's pictures just, you got in your phone? I don't know. Several. Well, if you go to the tap it and go to the albums, it'll show you how many pictures you got in your phone. All right. Just Do be I interested in how many you carry. All photos? Yeah. All right. Because uh, I think that, uh, you know. Collections? Uh, years? Uh, when does it tell me? Uh, it's not telling to, me. Can you get to that screen where it tells you? No, no. I have no idea what I that screen 9, is. I have 9,884 photos oh, in my phone. I thought I was almost, up there with 1,000. Almost 10,000 photos I carry in my phone at all times. Do you ever delete them? Uh, not very often, but they're, they're almost all kids starting from, Yours? um, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mine. Um, and I've got like practically every photo I ever took of my kids in my phone and I really enjoy them. My wife and I enjoy them. We, I, I text her throughout the day. I'll hit her with a, here's Sam when he was two and a half years old. Remember this one? And I just do it all the time. We really enjoy it. So I like carrying around the photos, but you got to have a lot of memory to carry around 10,000 photos. Here's a nice shot of pork tenderloin. What do you think of that? Is that as good as what your wife does? I, ha- I have zero pictures of food in my phone. Really? Out of 10,000 photos, I don't think I have one food shot. Well, see, I seasoned it three different ways, you see. It's three different pork tenderloins. I do have two pictures of my wife in naughty clothes. You want to see them? Good Lord, no. No. <laughs> no. They are hot. They are absolutely hot. I need to uh, I need to take that up with the, the little woman. She's so Midwestern. She's so earnest and demure. It's so hot. <laughs> Naughty clothes. I can't even believe I said that. Wow. What are you, eight years old? <laughs> <laughs> and I have one more story. This won't take long before I get to you, Marshall. Hemingway's cats are okay, everybody. Thank In God. case you were wondering, Hemingway's cats are okay. Now, having been to Key West, I visited Hemingway's home and petted the six-toed cats. The famous Hemingway six-toed cats of Key West. So the great uh, author, the the king of the simple declarative sentence, just inbred cats until he came up with some freaks. Is that what happened? Yes. The mother had sex with her own son. And it was good, said Hemingway, about the cats. Yeah, they're inbred cats. That is some disturbing faux Hemingway. (laughs) They're inbred cats. They got six toes, and they've been there since the 40s. Yes. And when I was at Key West, I visited, and I saw them. So the cats are okay, because most... 
A lot of people abandoned Key West. God, the, practically the, all the keys got leveled. Right. But uh, going to be without power for weeks. Yeah, but the six-toed cats are okay. So if you're ever in Key West, visit the six-toed cats. Thank God for that. You know what I'd like to, uh, to have like happen? like inbred animals. You know, somebody, somebody who's <laughs> not an underachiever like me has got to go down and actually do this. After a couple, two, three weeks, you got to go down there and, and interview the Key Westians and the Floridians because there are plenty of people all over Florida who are going to live this. How do you see life differently after not having power for weeks? What have you noticed? How is your life different? You know, what's, what, are, what are the pros, the cons? I'll bet you could string together, you know, it's certainly a good, solid, long newspaper uh, magazine article or, or even a book of insights people get when they go from the modern, most modern of the modern world to living a much more primitive life all of a sudden. I, I'd be really interested to hear what they have to say. I'll bet you're mostly fine with it pretty quickly. Yeah, I'll bet you get past the inconveniences and start to really enjoy the simplicity yep. pretty quick. I bet you do too. I'd bet you, uh, you know, large amounts of U.S. currency. That's the case, but I don't know. Marshall Phillips is wearing the naughty clothes. What do you have coming up in your news? Well, Hillary's what happened? I'm not to blame. Tour continues. We'll get into that. We've got the Supreme Court keeping Trump's immigration ban in place, at least for now, and the hurricane telethon gets political very quickly. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, that's right. I had compiled, with the help of the New York Daily News, 18 distinct people and or events that Hillary blames for her loss as she takes complete responsibility. 18. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. What's up? How you doing? So many good things to talk about. Can't wait. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Hillary Clinton on the Today Show talking about her book, What Happened, about why she lost the election. She's now saying that, yes, she takes responsibility for her loss, oh, but, adds, <laughs> but adds there were other things at play as well. And one of those things is the announcement by former FBI Director James Comey about new evidence in the infamous email server investigation just two weeks before the election. In fact, she says that cost her the election. It stopped my momentum. It drove voters from me who, understandably, this is not about the voters who were saying, well, wait, what does this mean and how do I evaluate it? And so I think that, in terms of my personal defeat, was the most important factor. Now, Clinton goes on to say... You don't have to pander to the voters anymore, dear. They've already decided they hate you. So that's my question. Yeah, yeah. How about this, Hillary? How about that they've done polling since the election and a lot of the people that voted for you that day wouldn't vote for you now. You have less support now than you had then. And this is long after they know the whole email thing is nothing to worry about. So you can't, that, that excuse you just made doesn't really make any sense because you have less support now than you had on election day. Your numbers are sub-Trumpian. A brief summary <laughs> of who's to blame, according to Hillary. And we'll get into more detail later yes. on. Uh, Bernie, Bernie bros. Green Party candidate Jill Stein, sexism and misogyny, Vlad Putin and Russian hackers, former President Barack Obama, former Vice President Joe Biden, former FBI Director James Comey, Anthony Weiner, Clinton's own statement about putting coal miners out of business. Okay, so at number 10, she actually takes some responsibility. Her basket of deplorables statement, her use of a private email server, 
the ongoing scandal that erupted from her email use, which she deems really dumb. So that's not taking responsibility. The New York Times to blame. We're up to number 15. Her traditional presidential campaign, which was based on carefully thought out policies and painstakingly built coalitions, was to blame for losing to Trump's reality TV show that expertly and relentlessly stoked America's anger and resentment. So that's number 16, the godforsaken Electoral College. 17, herself, for not realizing how quickly the mood was, the ground was shifting under our feet in the national mood. And finally, Hillary hate in general. I've come to terms with the fact that a lot of people, millions and millions of people, decide they just didn't like me. Wow. Well, that's good because that's true. That's a pretty good roundup at the end. The Supreme Court grants a Trump administration request to keep its refugee ban in place, blocking a lower court ruling that would have eased it and allowed up to 24,000 refugees into the U.S. before the end of October. Now, the ban's going to remain for now, with the high court set to hear arguments next month on the legality of the refugee ban and on the travel ban on people from six mostly Muslim nations. Lower courts have been saying the ban violated the Constitution and federal immigration law. Just yeah. for fun, if you're a fan of the media, how much coverage did the Ninth Circuit's ruling that blocked Trump get versus the Supreme Court saying you're full of crap, which got almost no coverage yesterday? Yeah. Right. There you have it. And by the way, Marshall, yeah. again, it's so difficult in today's media environment not to to run with the herd, swim with the school, etc. Fly with the flock, if you will. Is everybody with me now? I think so. Um, yeah, I just... The, the seven predominantly Muslim countries. Yes, that's true, but that is the argument of people who oppose it. The arg- the argument, the stated argument of the legislation or the executive order itself is that the, these are countries in which it is impossible to vet refugees. The Muslim things comes entirely from a political point of view that says it's a Muslim ban. And, and at least, well, I, you know what I'm saying. Sure. But why, why do you choose the verbiage of, of one side? Answer me. Don't answer me. We don't have time. No. <laughs> hey, lastly, things got political during last night's Hurricane Relief Telethon with Stevie Wonder opening the event by taking a swipe at climate change doubters. As we should begin to love and value our planet and anyone who believes that there is no such thing as global warming, must be blind or unintelligent. Stevie, what a... All right. You can see, Stevie. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> I'm on That's to your you. Cause. Uh, Stevie, so this, yes. this was th- th- not as good as Kanye West standing next to an uncomfortable Mike Mer- Myers during the Katrina relief and saying, George Bush hates black people. That right. was much better. <laughs> if you want political uncomfortable. Or and- Mike Myers just standing there. Um... <laughs> The uh, hand-in-hand benefit for Hurricane Relief, though, uh, lasted about an hour. A lot of stars on it. They did raise more than $14 million in just that one hour. So, anyway. There's some really, really good music on there. I enjoyed that. Yep. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I don't like those gals that got to sing a million notes, though, all the time. You got a nice melody, sing the melody. You sound- Maybe you throw in an extra note or two. You don't need a million notes. You don't sound like an old person at all with that. No, listen Whatever to me. happened to Melody? <laughs> Why don't you just sing the song the way it's written? <laughs> you know, it's like a guitar player. If you start at dweedly, 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 where are you going to go from there? Whatever happened Whatever to Melody? Whatever happened to good taste? <laughs> <laughs>
So Bernie is putting out the idea legislation for universal health care, and he yep. says he's got 15 Democrats to sign on with him, which is pretty interesting. And what are the universities of the state of California teaching? Well, they're teaching your kids to be mentally ill. Yet another undeniable example coming up at 8. Stay tuned for all this on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So did you know that back in the 60s, the South Koreans attempted to slit the throat of Kim Il-sung? Is that the original guy? Uh, Sung, yeah. The grandpa who founded the country. Yeah. Yeah, I read about that. So the South Koreans, they they, they tried to pull off an assassination plot of uh, the old man way back at the beginning of the whole North Korea nightmare. It was and, straight uh, out of the plot of a late 60s action movie, too. They put together a band of misfits and inmates and sent them up to do the dirty work no one else would do. Except they changed their mind and decided not to do it. and it came, fell apart immediately. And came back and blew up a bunch of bombs in Seoul. Right, instead. And turned on the South Koreans. Whoops. And so, but anyway, um, they're at it again. They've got a, a decapitation plan in place in South Korea. It just came out yesterday. Um, the idea is to scare the little fathead, the grandkid, who now runs the nightmare country, mm-hmm. and let him know, hey, we're serious. We're, uh, we got a plan for taking you out, you specifically. So take a suck of that, fathead. We got a murder squad. Sleep well. Yeah. yeah. Now so we- he's now traveling around in uh, sending people around, decoys around in separate cars and stuff like that. Oh, like Saddam living, back in the day. Remember li- that? Living that lifestyle, which has got to be comfortable. If you had a decent mustache, you could get hired as a Saddam uh, uh, double. Kick around a rock saying, yeah, I'm Saddam, yeah, sure I am. And, uh, you know, make a pretty good living. North Korea has artillery and rocket tubes on the border capable of delivering 5,200 rounds on Seoul in the first 10 minutes of a conflict. That would be very difficult to start. Uh, very, very difficult to stop, rather, if you're on the south side. Yeah. If they ever jump ugly. Right. So to take him out, you'd have to take him out really fast and then still hunker down and Nobody nobody yeah. has any idea. Everybody's guessing. If you took out little fathead, you don't know if the generals might not run up and kiss you on the mouth. Right. Yeah, the whole to fight uh, for the regime. The whole we'll be greeted as liberators thing is a bit of a sore point, you know, sure. after Iraq. On the other hand, you've got an enslaved nation. Oh, it would it would all have to unfold so quickly. You know, we've talked to Mike Lyons uh, about a decapitation move and and he's not talking assassination. He means obliterating, you know, a square mile where Fathead is and probably several of his top generals, then immediately somehow penetrating um, the rest of the regime with the message that it's over. It's over. We're not going to attack you anymore. It's over. We want to help you guys rebuild North Korea into a good country. And that is, uh, that would be, uh, I mean, that's the sort of thing that historians uh, write books about. Uh, where that went terribly wrong. Right. The current plan I love is, the idea, but I, it's just not practical. The current plan is to kill or incapacitate Kim and his top aides before they can order an attack. But like I just said, they've got they've got a plan for launching a heck of a lot in, in 10 minutes. So, And nobody knows what sort of dead man switch there might sure. be or, or what have you, whereby, you know, he, he has to reset the don't bomb soul clock every half hour. And if he doesn't, he's the only guy with the code. They bomb soul. Could be, and um, so that's why the 
Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said that that sort of thing would probably lead to casualties unlike anything the world has seen in 60 or 70 years. Mm. Soul Bomb, my new, uh, you know, Motown cover band and 70s soul outfit is playing this weekend. We cover mostly OJ's songs. <laughs> OJ's Fifth Dimension, that sort of thing. So anyway, I'm sorry. So, but, but if anybody was going to, if anybody in recent memory was going to, you know, take the big swing... Really roll the dice. It'd be Donald Trump, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I wish or, I knew more or, about the South Korean leadership because they get a say. Or has the personality that would be willing to take the criticism. Trump's right. also got that. Right. He's not a he's not a political calculator. Well, and there there are times in life, I'm not sure this applies, but there are times in life where desperation is freeing. You know what I mean? You you have no other options, so the stuff that previously thought, I don't have the guts for that, you go ahead and do. Maybe it's you lose your job, uh-huh. and so you think, you know what, I am going to do X. What the hell do I have to lose? It could be staring at the specter of multiple hydrogen bombs atop North Korean missiles, uh, Trump or the South Korean uh, regime or whomever, uh, South Korean administration, I should call it. Uh, they, they say, well, okay, I guess we got to. So a couple of and you do the unthinkable on a similar theme. A couple of heavyweight uh, Obama people wrote an op-ed in the New York Times about why Congress needs to step in and change the rules for who can launch a nuclear war. Because currently, or it has been since the fifties, any president has the sole power to do this, and uh, they want to make it so at least there's one other person that has to be involved in uh, launching a nuclear attack on someone. I doubt that makes its way through Congress. Who would that one other person be? First know. lady? Or or multiple people. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs? But below the president. The commissioner of the NFL. <laughs> He's got to sign off. Just somebody. Anybody. <laughs> At least one judge from American Idol. Um, <laughs> currently, the president gives the order to the, the, the missile silo in, in, North, in uh, North Korea, North Dakota, or Tucson, Arizona. Or wherever, and two guys have to be involved in launching it so that one guy can't do it. I mean, below right. the president, we don't let one person make that decision because right. we think that'd be crazy. But the president gets sole authority, and so they want to rethink whether or not that's a good idea. The idea has always been you just, we got to be able to react so fast, we don't want to have anything to slow them down. Right, right, yeah. A mutually assured destruction, et cetera. If we have to have a vote of Congress, well, that's, you know, they could obliterate us. Um, yeah, the whole guy in the silo getting the call. Haven't we all kind of fantasized about what that would be like? You get the, the red phone rings. Is that the red phone? Yeah, pick it up. Hey, uh, what's going on? <laughs> or, you know, Silo 3, uh, Private Johnson, sir. And, uh, yes, we received the uh, launch order. Launch immediately. Seriously? Really? Wouldn't, wouldn't you say seriously? Seriously? I mean, like the Are real bombs. Sure? This is a drill. It's a dr- come on. Who is this, Jimmy? Is this you? <laughs> is this you, Jimmy? <laughs> you son of a bitch! Come on, yeah. Sir, this is General Miller. <laughs> Launch immediately. And then you got to turn to your buddy and say, uh, "Hey, it's the general on the phone. I think you want to talk to him." <laughs> well, I've been down in that missile. You do it. You turn the key. I don't want to turn the key. I've been down in that missile silo in Tucson. It's a hell of an interesting tour. Um, you get to go down there and and uh, and uh, with those giant Titan missiles that could go over to blow up the Soviet Union, and you see the keys and these two guys, and this is where they would sit and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's more computerized and less like physical analog key now, I think, but still the same premise. You don't want one crazy person to be able to launch a, a nuclear missile. 
So uh, I've forgotten my amendments. I've had them memorized like two or three different times in my life. And then they grow fuzzy, then I forget them again. But what's the one people are talking about where if the president is mentally incapacitated or incapacitated? It's the one when uh, passed in the wake of Reagan being shot, etc. Um, there would probably be an immediate or an emergency invocation of that. You could get like the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and the uh, and the uh, Speaker of the House to agree that uh, yeah, he's lost his marbles. We got to We got to do this. Um, if indeed our president, perhaps Trump, were to go off uh, unprovoked, I like unjustifiedly. The, I like having the commissioner of uh, Major League Baseball involved or something. Mm. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.